step into a world of adventure and join our players in Waterdeep, Dragon Heist. We are thrilled to have you, but we'd be even more thrilled if you became a patron of our podcast on Patreon. I'm Dungeon Lord Jay, and this is Quest. Hey, it's Talon here. So apparently Magic Dan, Cam, and myself almost died to pigeons? According to Elle, who of course had to make it all about himself, like usual, with the help of Rhaenyra, took out the rest of the pigeons. Thankfully, they found some healing potions for us, which we used to heal up, before Cam and myself searched the office where we found a locket with a secret compartment belonging to Rhaenyra, with a picture of Lady Brandath? We returned to Elle and Rhaenyra, talking about some type of an enigma that Rainier's father hid the city watch busts in we kind of overreacted and threw ourselves to the ground they overreacted we overreacted l being l acting all weird and stuff until staggett recognizes l and Rainier. the next thing i know cam is talking us out of it after staggett recognized l and Rainier. the next day after breakfast we did some shopping for dan and l we go to the sewers to find the butthole bandits. While following their mark, we ran into this baby beholder that we killed relatively easily. We then continued through the sewers. As Talon, Cam, Magic Dan, and L cautiously wade through the murky sewage water in the dark sewer tunnel, the air hangs heavy with the unmistakable scent of filth and stagnant water. Flickering light from the few magical sources they carry casts eerie shadows, revealing the uneven, worn stones that make up the tunnel walls. The distant sound of dripping water echoes through the narrow passage. With every step, they stay focused on their mission. The search for the hideout where the missing Floon Blagmar may be found. This is never coming out of this. Oh god, it's in, it's in my shoes, it's in my pants. Oh my god, I can just... Oh my god, I smell me. You can certainly buy new ones. I'm sure you have daddy's money somewhere. I mean, I do, but I don't... I mean... You know what, it's fine. I'll, I'll just... It, it'll come out. We, we have the bubble guy. Are you not rich anymore? I've really never been rich. M- Mom and dad are rich. I don't like to talk about it. Yeah, we're going to be in these sewers a while, Elle. Telling your story will take your mind off all the stink. I guess. I mean, you know, everyone thinks that I have it all together, but, you know, Mom and Dad just want me to be a wizard, and that's that's not for me. No offense to you guys. That it, When you do it, it's great. So is that why you got arrested? I've never been arrested. I, don't, I could have swore I read it in the paper. No, my dad wouldn't let that happen. Whatever you have to tell yourself, Elle. You look relatively familiar before this. Have you done any, like, community service or anything? Yes. Uh, You know, so it was a party, and, like, things got a little out of hand, and, you know, I had to get a lawyer. Who was your lawyer? Leo Law. He had a a billboard, and he negotiated some community service, and I helped some poor children. Oh, yeah, that was my lawyer. I think I saw that same billboard. The one down on 3rd. Yeah. 
That's that's the guy. Yeah, that was my lawyer too. Were the children mainly tieflings? They were poor people. <laughs> what do you got against poor people? I mean, nothing. I mean, if they enjoy being poor, that's... You should be a little bit more sensitive. I, I'm sure you know Tay came from an orphanage. How do you know that? I, uh, I've worn a lot of faces. Huh. What an odd thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've seen me do it, Magic Dan. I've changed faces in front of you. Oh, yeah, that is true. Oh, thank God. I thought you meant you wore faces. Do you know what that would do to my skin? This is skin from the Fey Wilds. I mean, you did buy a bag of teeth. Yeah, that, that kind of adds up. Yeah, not only did you buy it, you still have it. I don't know what it does. It might do something crazy. Actually, let me see them teeth. I can find out if there is something magical about them. And I'll, uh, I'll hand the teeth, like, over to Magic Dan and be like, I need these back. Don't worry. You're getting those teeth back. I don't want these on my person. Make sure they're still purple. Oh, they are. And I'll cast Detect Magic. You focus your mind on these teeth. And after a moment, you get a sense that these are not magical teeth. No, they are just teeth. Now I feel bamboozled. I guess possibly it'll help you if we ever find the feller that they came from. I didn't ask, are those all the same teeth, or are they different people's teeth? Oh, they're definitely different people's teeth. So you're just going to walk around asking to see people's mouths, and if they're missing teeth, you're going to jam them in there and see if they fit? We could probably use that kind of stuff to identify people or something. So, Tay, let's change the subject about teeth. You were in an orphanage? Yes. Did your parents not love you? Wow. Uh, that's a very sore subject. Sorry, I did. I mean, I didn't mean to offend. Just, do you know your parents? No, they uh, kind of abandoned me. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I do have a mother figure who's essentially raised me from a very young age, uh, Miss Belvine. What is she? She's a tiefling like myself who runs the orphanage. She's the headmistress. The main sewer tunnel you trudge through expands into a circular hub with a pair of arrow slits carved into its outer walls directly across from each other. Continuing from this central point, there are two passages, one to the north and the other to the east. Nearby, a swollen wooden door is set into the back of a wall on a stone walkway that rises out of the muck. Thank God. I can smell what's in my pants. Well, I don't think the water was quite that high, so that might just be you. I gotta admit, a little came out of me, too, when I saw that beholder. I mean, those things are fucking terrifying. <laughs> so you get out of the mud in the sludge and get onto this walkway. Before you is a wooden door that's really swollen with the moisture in the air. It has a simple latch, and it does not have a locking mechanism. Might as well open the door. Yeah, I'll stand back, and I'll be ready to, like, pounce. I open the door. It creaks open. And before you is a hallway that turns to the north and then to the west. Same hallway, just kind of, okay, it's serpentines a little bit? Yes. And it seems to head towards the direction of the central hub, but in the wall. Who wants to lead the way? I guess I was leading before. I can lead now, too. Well, after you, Tay. I go down the hallway. At the end of it is another door. This one less swollen but carved crudely onto the door is a circular symbol with 
10 equidistant spokes radiating out of it with a central dot in the middle. I think we found the butthole bandits. That would certainly explain the smell. <laughs> so, I'm going to walk up to the door and uh, see if it's locked. It has the same simple latch on it as the other one. I'm going to kind of make it look like it's really difficult to open and then flip open the latch. I'm like, I got it, guys. You're welcome. And open the door. It creaks open. On the other side is a 15 by 15 foot room. The floor in this area is littered with rusty weapons and threadbare clothing. A quick glance reveals that there is nothing of value amidst the abandoned and worn out belongings scattered across the floor. There is a hallway that goes to the north from where you are. Do you want stealth checks? 20. Dirty OnlyFans 20. The three of you enter this chamber, and Cam, you trip over a rusty sword that clatters across the ground. Is it safe in there? I think it is now, but it wasn't at some point. Okay. And I enter the room. Can you make a stealth check, please? 15. You all enter safely. There's a passage to the north that you can continue down. No, it looks like there was a struggle here. Oh, I'll let you take point this time, though. Okay. I'll go forward, and uh, I'll stealth. 16. You quietly move in front of the party, and this tunnel leads to another open chamber, maybe... 10 by 20 feet, you will see a chair resting by an arrow slit in the wall. In the chair is a disgusting-looking creature, small, yellow-green skin with a big nose and pointy ears. It's a goblin, and he sits asleep, snoring loudly with a bow across his lap. L you will notice that there is a set of stairs to the north that lead down another passage. All right, so I'm going to whisper over to Cam. Uh, there's a goblin over there that I think we need to kill. Or just kill him? Just murder down here just outright? Can't we maybe sneak past him, tie him up, something? Hey, guys, what's going on? Are you purposefully being loud? Okay, there is a chortle. <laughs> what in the bloody hell is this? And he sits up turns towards you, and he will just make out L ducking back behind the corner. He will grab his bow, and I need everybody to roll initiative. The goblin jumps up. He readies his bow, but you guys have surprised him. He's, he hasn't even rubbed the sleep out of his eyes. What would you guys like to do? Cam, you have a surprise round. You go first. I think I'm just gonna take a shot with the, cro- the, the, the hand crossbow. Okay. Um, seeing that he's like he's like knocked an arrow already, and he's okay. like, in, oh yeah, then immediately it's on sight. So as an 18, that hits for four damage. You draw your hand crossbow quickly, fire a shot. It skids over his shoulder and cuts him real bad. You fucking prick! And he's about to shoot you with his bow. He's still up, but he's bleeding a lot. Magic Dan, you're up next. Yeah, I'm going to move up, see the goblin, obviously, and then take a shot with my crossbow. Twelve. It clangs off of the wall nearby. He laughs maniacally. Oh, you smartass. Don't laugh at me. I don't know how to use this thing just yet. Next in the order, L, what would you like to do? Is he near, like, a wall or anything? He is. All right. I think what I'd like to do is come from behind Cam, 
run and then like kick off the wall and then like try to stab him with my rapier. That's gonna miss. That's a ten. You jump off the wall and go to stab at this goblin. He is so surprised, he will take his bow and just lift it up, dropping the arrow, and catch your rapier in the middle of his bow and fling you onto the ground. He'll toss his bow and grab a sword. I'm gonna fucking cut you. The other guy shot you with an arrow. I'm gonna fucking cut all of yous. Fuck you, short stack. You're going down. Tay, you're up. What the hell is going on as I ready a firebolt and fire it at him? Nat 20 for 25. Suck a butt. Hot damn. Eat it, goblin. Seven fire damage. How would you like to incinerate this goblin? Like you just said, completely engulf it in flames and it just crumbles to ash. It's fucking hot. It's hot. It's hot. It burns. It burns. My God, Tay, that smells awful. Worse than the sewer? I mean, he's been in the sewer. Worse than the actual muck we've been walking through? He was in the muck, and now the muck is on fire. It kind of looks like he's dancing, though, right? (laughs) He lies in a crumpled pile of charred remains. We are out of initiative. Oh, that was embarrassing. That was pretty rough. That little short fella got you good. I I definitely slipped off the wall. Probably all the feces on the bottom of your foot. You know what? He, he was a very skilled combatant. What the hell are y'all getting us into? Well, it's a rescue mission, so, I mean, we're gonna be killing people. And we probably could have just snuck by, but then you were loud. He had a weapon drawn on us. That was a clear example of self-defense. Could you give me a little crossbow real quick? Hold on. I got an idea. I don't like how this is starting already, but yes, I will help you load this. Hand me one of them teeth. Am I going to get it back? Probably not. I'll take out the most decayed tooth in the entire bag and hand it over to to Dan. Okay, and I'll take the tooth and I'll drive it into the front of the crossbow. And I'm going to cast magical tinkering on it to make it project light in a single direction. I'm making a pointer or a laser pointer for the crossbow. Do you have tinkerer's tools? Like a proficiency in tinkerer's tools. You should, because you're an artificer. Uh, yes. I want to see how well you can do this. So why don't you roll a tinkerer's tools check, and you can either use intelligence or dexterity as the skill for it. You can roll a d20, add your intelligence, and your proficiency bonus was just plus two. Eight. Total? Yes. So it's like a flashlight on the end. Yeah, now I'll be able to see what exactly I'm aiming at. I'll get you. That's my tooth. I know. Well, it's not my tooth, but it's, I own the tooth now. There's a passage to the north with stairs. God damn it, they're idiots. <laughs> and I walk down the stairs. You make your way down the stairs. Does the group follow? Yeah, as soon as I see him like make that first step down, I'm going to be like, oh shit, we're moving, and like start moving behind him. I would like to use stealthily. Make a stealth check. 24. You make your way down the stairs. And it ends with another tunnel that leads to the east. L, as you peer around the corner, you can see at the end of the tunnel is faint torchlight illuminating that area. All right, I'm going to stop at the corner, wait for them to catch up. I'm going to give them the quiet sign so Tay doesn't launch into another tirade. All right, guys, there's torchlight ahead of us. Oh, we might have found him. Hold on. And I'm kind of just like try to walk all like a weird approximation of what tactical would look like but I got like my legs kind of way too far up and all this 
Like that Elmer Fudd, like weird tactical high yeah, step, trying to be quiet. There's light ahead. Also, possibly more goblins, so we gotta stay quiet. I'll press forward and I'll continue to be quiet. You move ahead of the group, being stealthy as possible, and you make your way to the end of the tunnel where there is a 15 by 20 foot room. And within this dimly lit, dingy stone room, there are six tattered mattresses that lie scattered about, each of which is stuffed with straw that pokes out from worn seams. A weathered wooden door stands on the far wall. You immediately hear, on the other side of the door, sounds of activity emanating from that room. The It's like a commotion. Can I tell which direction that door opens from? Does it open in or does it open out? It opens in, like towards you. Is there any chairs in this room? No. I'll just wait for them to, to catch up. I'm going to look to the group and say, everybody hide. I put my hand over the little light. Okay, let's go. What is in the room that we can, is there any like... There's just a bunch of straw mattresses. Let's gather all the mattresses, stack them up, and just hide behind it. Why don't we just hide under the mattresses? I'm going to get in the corner of the wall, and I'm going to cast Minor Image and make myself look like a barrel. Make a stealth check, but with advantage. What would the rest of you like to do to hide? I'm hiding under one of the mattresses. It stinks so bad. Oh, God. Oh, this is this is rough. Roll a stealth check with advantage. A 20. Slutty, dirty 20. No, just a good, honorable 20. Won't I take to see my mother? I want to lay in the corner and pretend to be dead. 10. Cam, what would you like to do? I am going to turn into the goblin. Okay. I'm going to real quietly say to the group, as I kind of see them hide, I'm going to say, the key word is hurry up. And I am going to go and go up to the door, kind of look behind me, make sure everyone's settled, and I'm going to rip open the door. This chamber is dimly lit with two torches in sconces on the wall and six straw mattresses similar to the ones in this chamber. Tension is thick in this room as there is a gray-skinned dwarf and a human with a red scarf are bickering between each other while frantically wedging pieces of furniture to barricade a thin wooden door on the opposite side of the room. There's also another narrow passage that leads this chamber to another area. Okay, so I'm going to look to both of them. Guys, I got attacked while I was sitting guard out front. I need you guys to come with me. We gotta stop them because they're coming right at us right now. I know this is important. I know what you guys are doing is important. But we gotta go right now or they're gonna kill me and then come here and kill you guys. Make a deception check, firstly. I'll give you advantage. Ah, your voice is trash. Do do one. <laughs> That's an eight. The gray-skinned dwarf will turn towards you and say, If you don't get your ass in here and help us right the fuck now, I don't care what's out there. It's what's in here that's going to kill us. I'm, I'm like, really panic for a second. Like, it, like, beads of sweat coming down this goblin face. Like, one of the ears kind of shrinks a little bit. Like, I'm freaking out trying to hold this for him. And what's, what's going on in here, guys? The human in the handkerchief, he will turn towards you. And you will recognize this guy. You only saw him briefly. But he was fighting Yagra in the Yawning Portal. He's one of the guys that escaped. And he'll say, 
Don't listen to him. I got it. I got it. We could just wedge the door shut. And this dwarf is like, no, no, you do not understand. This thing is made purely of acid. It will eat you alive. It's an ooze. So what do they have currently barricading it? There's this shitty wooden chair shoved underneath of it. And this is what the gray-skinned dwarf is holding onto. He thinks this is going to keep it. The human is disagreeing with him and trying to stuff mattresses underneath of the door. All right, guys, I got an idea, but... I need you to come up. We gotta grab a few things. We gotta grab some of the mattresses, and we gotta grab other shit so we can block this door. Guys, you gotta, you gotta follow me. Make a deception check. 22. I don't know who this fucking goblin thinks he is, but he's probably right. Let's go. I'm guessing they're following like, real closely, and I'm gonna look back to him as we're about to hit the staircase. I'm gonna say, Guys, we need to hurry up. I'm gonna ready a firebolt and blast the dwarf. As soon as he says, hurry up, I'm going to jump out and try to stab the, the guy with the red scarf. Uh, I'm going to just blow out from under the mattress with a crossbow and just be like, oh, I got you now. <laughs> okay, perfect. The dwarf and this human come bar- bursting into the room. All of you jump out of hiding and begin to attack. Roll initiative. What did Tay get? A seven. L? Natural 20. 22. Cam? I got a 9. Dan? Magic Dan? 11. L, you're first up. The dwarf is the first one to walk through the room. The bandit with this red scarf is second to walk into the room. Do you want to strike the bandit still? Yes. Make an attack roll. Filthy 20. That hits. 9 points of damage. You jump up in the air, and as this gray-skinned, white-haired dwarf runs past you, you stab into this bandit, and you strike him straight in the chest, and as you rip your rapier out, a gush of blood spurts out. He is severely wounded as he will drop to a knee and begin swearing and cursing. You fucking, ah, fucking shit! All right, so it is now his turn. Oh, shit. (laughs) He will draw out a scimitar and try to slash towards you, but you do this elegant spin, and complete, it completely misses you as he slashes against the wall, and sparks fly out. <gasps> you fucking... And I think as I spin away with my glove, I just wipe the blood off the blade, and then stand ready to attack again. But the little tassels off your clothes are flying behind you, oh, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this na- unnatural wind is just blowing them. Real anime, like little sparkles and shit. Magic Dan, you're up next. Uh, I'm going to fire a crossbow at the dwarf. Okay, make an attack roll. 15. That hits. Three damage. You shoot your crossbow. It hits his armor, bounces off, it scrapes him, but he seems fine. Cam, you're up. I am going to, as this goblin, pull out my short sword that I have and like lunge at this dude with the red scarf, um, make an attack on him. 18. That hits. For eight. You kill him. What does this look like? I'm not used to this small little goblin body that I have, and I almost, like, trip over myself and, like, right through his stomach, like, where his appendix would be, just, like, jab through and kind of trip into him and, like, <gasps> stuck there for a second. I'm trying to, like, pull it out as his body's trying to fall to yeah, the ground and shit. it's falling over yeah. onto you. Yeah. <laughs> you quick, nimbly dodge out of the way as the body lands on the ground. Next in the order. Tay, what would you like to do? I'm gonna firebolt the fucking dwarf. Okay. 
Nat 20 for a total of 25. Hell yeah. Uh, roll damage. For a total of 14 fire damage. Jesus. Holy shit. You stick out your staff. A flaming beam shoots out of it and engulfs this dwarf for a split second. As the fire covers his body, you can barely see him. When it dissipates, you will see a smoldering, angry dwarf missing all the hair on his entire body. He'll stick his hand up to where his beard once was, and you will see shivering fury within him. I'm gonna fucking kill you. He will roar out. (laughs) And as he does, you will see one of his arms get immensely larger and then his other one will slam onto the ground growing larger his torso will begin to swell and expand as he doubles in size turning into this almost troll sized person he will take the pick the war pick that he has in his hand and reach up and slam it down towards Tay oh my god the war pick slams down into the ground, creating an impact as rubble dusts all over your body, and you will notice that it is inches away from where you once were. Can I get some help over here? That fellow's a big one now. Next in the order, we will get a shot of the door that they were barricading, and we sort of close in on the underside of the door as we will see this slowly moving gray slime push its way from the cracks in the doorway and begin making its way into the chamber. As it passes by these mattresses made of straw, they sizzle and pop and burn as if this creature is made completely of acid. Next in the order, L. I'm going to look at the the now giant dwarf. Um, maybe we finish this upstairs and then I'm going to stab him. <laughs> 13. That misses. You take your rapier, stab into him, and it hits his armor and just bends the rapier. Usually what happens is the rapier will bend and go up into the armor, but it just pierces into the armor and comes right back out, dealing no damage. And he laughs. (laughs) All right, I'm going to bonus action disengage. I'm like, Tay, you got this. And I'm going to slap him on the back. Next in the order, Magic Dan, what would you like to do? I'm going to try to fire another crossbow at him, but look at Tay real quick and be like, cheese it for the love of the gods. And I got a 20 that's giving me a handy at prom. <laughs> uh, that hits. Two. <laughs> it was a quick handy. <laughs> so you fire your crossbow into this dwarf. He's charred. He's singed. He now has an arrow sticking out of his chest, and he is still filled with fury and rage. Cam, you're up. I'm going to look to him up with these, this tiny little goblin body I'm in right now and say, you know, without the beard, you look like a big old baby. And I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery. Save is 13. He dies from this. <laughs> As he turns around, he trips over Talon and falls onto his own war pick that pierces him in his stomach, landing with like this loud crash. He will slowly begin sinking back into his normal form like the Mario size down thing, and he will lay on the floor dead. You all will hear this hissing coming from the doorway. As you turn around, you will see 
this large, maybe five foot puddle of ooze slowly slinking its way into the chamber. It will lift up this disgusting wet pseudopod and stick it down onto one of the corpses, the bandit with the bandana or the scarf, and it will begin disintegrating his flesh with its acidic goop. My God, what the hell is that thing? Palin's going to raise his staff and cast a witch bolt on it. On the ooze? Yes. Provoke it, why don't you? And that's going to be a 16. You could roll anything and hit this thing. Um, however, you did cast a level spell. I did. It's a one. No fucking way. Holy shit. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. I was not ready for this. <laughs> All right, roll a... It's a D100. Okay, yeah, so roll a D100. 77. You lift your staff up, and an arc of lightning strikes out at this ooze, and it lingers as it continues to zap this thing nonstop. You feel your body lift off the ground for a moment as flames come out of your eyes, and the top of your head begins to flame, and then your body glows bright like a star. You now... Glow with bright light in a 30-foot radius for the next minute. Any creature that starts its turn within five feet of you is blinded until the end of their next turn. You land back onto the ground. The fire dissipates, but the light remains. Guys, what the fuck is going on? You tell me you did that. Yeah, you're a magic guy. Two. That was it. But it stays, right? Yes. And you're concentrating? I am. You all will see Tay beginning to glow. For what appears to be no reason. Next thing in order is the ooze. He's probably going to miss. Oh, he doesn't. Um, <laughs> I got to set... Oh, okay, let, let's set it up. I got a 17 to hit. I'm going to... Sh- as as the ooze is, like, swinging at L, I'm going to shout, what pissy little fake hands you have and cast silvery barbs. Okay, do the silvery barbs thing. Just roll again. I roll again. You roll again, and then I'm going to give advantage to L. Actually, I'm going to give advantage to Tay, because I I think that's a better call. So I'm going to give Tay advantage on his next roll. The Grey Ooze gets an 8, so it misses. So explain to me how your Silvery Barbs works. So I'm going to basically, like, shout, like, a quick insult, kind of just to throw them off of what they're doing. And as I kind of do that, like, my eyes just kind of glow a little bit as I'm looking at it. And that's the spell for me. It's just yelling at people. Um, It is distracted momentarily. And this wet, slopping sound hits the ground beside you as acid splashes up on you a little bit. But you don't take any damage. Thank you, Cam. Next in the order is L. All right. Um, So I just saw that it burnt a couple holes in my luxurious jacket. Uh, I'm going to cast Booming Blade and jam it with the rapier and see what happens. Make an attack roll. That's a nat one. And then I totally whiff, and then I'm going to disengage and back off. Well, see, I think what happens is you stab your rapier into it, and your rapier begins to melt. And you quickly whip it back out. Ah, fuck! Unable to do any damage to this creature. I'm going to back up quickly because I'm terrified. 
All right, it's going to take an attack of opportunity on you. Great. Two natural ones. Double natural ones. Oh, thank you. As it splashes down, it spreads out a little further than like a five-feet puddle and just is completely disintegrating this corpse that's underneath of it. I think maybe we go back up the stairs and get the fuck out of here. I'm on Team Cheese it Let's roll. So there's two ways to go. You can go back the way you came, or you can just exit this room and go further into the dungeon. It's pretty slow. We can go past it. Or we just kill the fucking thing. This is a new side of you, Tay. I kind of like it. Yeah, it seems like it really brightened up a bit. What did this thing do to you? I don't know, but it needs to fucking die. All right, guys, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go this way. Why are you running away? Live to find another day, Tay. We got plenty of things to take care of in this in this little underground area. We need to move. And I can't hurt it. It almost melted my sword. Get better gear. Man, yeah. Wow. Get the hell out of here, man. The thing is... I don't even know if we can kill it or it's alive. Tay got spicy today. Come on, Tay. Let's get the hell out of here. Go. You see Tay straighten up, lift his staff, slam it down as the bolt of electricity strengthens into the slime. It's automatic damage. All right, roll it up. Six lightning damage. You pump some more electricity into this thing, and the entire things like electrifies but you have a feeling it's going to take a lot more than that to kill this thing yeah fuck this take off running the lightning bolt ends and you guys run down the hallway you quickly turn to the south and are now facing a long corridor with a set of stairs at the end of it that lead up to a torch lit chamber Tay, I don't know what happened to you, but we should talk about that later. Okay. Yeah, you got fired up back there. From more ways than one. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But when I close my eyes, I kind of still see your shape. Absolutely radiant. So you guys run down this corridor, and there is a flight of stairs that lead upwards. You peer up the steps, and at the top of this short flight of uneven stone stairs stretches a long hall that's dimly lit with burning torch sconces that line the walls. A solid wooden double door leads off this chamber to the west. In the center of the chamber, you will see a muscular half-orc in dingy robes that stands with his foot on the chest of a human with a tattered blue tunic and wavy red hair. Fire burns around the clenched orc's fist as his victim cries and squirms helplessly beneath him. On a raised dais in the back of the room, levitating a few inches above it, is a nightmarish figure wearing black robes. It has large milky white eyes and rubbery purple skin with four tentacles emerging from where a mouth should be, a mind flare. It cradles and gently caresses what looks like a large, disembodied brain with dog-like legs. On the ground, this wavy-haired guy like, please don't kill me. I have so much to live for. My mother is going to miss me. <laughs> yeah, they've seen us. No, he hasn't. Because it looks like he's about to, like, 
punch this clenched fiery fist of magic into this dude. The guy that's laying on the ground with the red hair, he looks beat to shit. I mean, he's like bleeding out of his nose. He's charred on the side of his face. He looks rough. He looks a lot like Renair, but way more flamboyant. Does this match the description of Floon? 100%. Thank you so much to Hoodie Cat for letting us record here. It is an amazing game store. I absolutely love it here. We are eternally grateful. Please consider becoming a patron of our Patreon. We appreciate all your support and listening to our podcast. I'm Dungeon Lord J, and this has been Quest. Magic Dan, you crawl underneath of this dingy, disgusting mattress. God, I really hope this goes quick. It smells so bad under this. I gotta think, I gotta, I gotta get my mind off the smell somehow. Just look for something, something interesting. Uh, oh my God. What? Oh no. By my hand, is that a sticky copy of Play Goblin? Oh my God. And hey, is that one of my vibrating rocks? Oh God, it smells just as bad as the mattress. Where's it been in? Oh God, say hurry up for the love of God. Attention all game enthusiasts. Looking for a place where board games and tabletop adventures come alive? Introducing Hoodie Cat Game Lounge. Whether you're painting the finest miniatures or seeking thrilling adventures in our dungeon-inspired game room, we've got the perfect setting. Gathering with friends for some friendly competition is so easy at Hoodie Cat Game Lounge. For just $5, try out any game in our expansive collection. And if you love it, we'll take $5 off the sale price. It's a win-win. Imagine the sounds of dice rolling, card shuffling, and tokens moving across the board. Every unexpected turn of the game makes these meetups memorable, transforming an ordinary evening into an unforgettable one. Hoodie Cat Game Lounge is located in the heart of the Centerpoint shops at Tanger Outlets in North Charleston. So pull up a chair at Hoodie Cat Game Lounge, where your next adventure awaits.